welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, we have a tale of two Jeffs and one race. Uh, Earlier this month, the Boston Athletic Association sent a few packages to some lucky, hardworking folks here in Rochester. To say the recipients of those packages were excited would be an understatement. <laughs> it's a, it's obviously a big deal to get into and to run the Boston Marathon. So I use this little event as a good reason to catch up with Jeff Polk and Jeff Hanslick. They were so excited to chat about Boston that they were they were really willing to overcome their minor minor concerns about being recorded while they discussed it. I kid. Um, it only took me like a month to convince these guys to be on the show. Um, since we have two Jeffs on the show, we have this neat little um, neat little thing where I say, hey, Jeff, and then we wonder which Jeff it is. Um, I thought I might leave that as an exercise to the listener, but as many people probably have never met Jeff and Jeff, that'd be a, a bit unfair. So Jeff Hanslick is the um, one who describes himself as being accused of being quiet. And uh, Jeff Polk is the one um, who accuses, uh, who says he's accused of being a mumbler. So there you go. Hanslick's the quiet one and Polk's the mumbler. So we'll get that straightened out right away. I met Jeff and Jeff, as, as the story may come out, I met them during the uh, 2014 marathon training cycle uh, in running um, as part of the Fleet Feet HFM program. Um, and so we were doing four days a week and getting up to, you know, 50 miles or so, 60 miles or so while training for the Rochester Marathon. Uh, during that time, we shared uh, lots of stories and lots of laughs, and um, it was really good to catch up with these guys. So I hope you like their um, Boston tales of preparation and control. And with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of Rochester, New York runners. I was trying to think, like, I didn't run last year's Rochester Marathon. Right. But the year before that is yep. when, so that would be 2013, we all met. Yeah. Right. Yeah, then, we met, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what's what's interesting is in the podcast I try to call out the person that's talking. Mm-hmm. So I try to say, "Hey Jeff, you know, that'll <laughs> be great. Go ahead. That'd be great today. Yes. Having a having a Jeff and a Jeff here. That's right. Um, if you wanna, if that's not weird for you and you feel like you're, you know, messing with the microphone, you can hold it if you want. Sure. You can. You can do some like no, no, you know, some Axl Rose with it. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. yeah, you don't want to see that. No, right? no, no, no. You don't want. No, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you guys, the only thing I would say is to like speak a little bit louder sure. than maybe you normally would. Oh, little... I'm very, yeah. I'm <laughs> accused at home of being very quiet mm-hmm. and my wife is slightly hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. Not not bad enough to need mm-hmm. uh, uh, assistance, but enough that if I don't talk loudly, then she can't hear right. me. So talk like, to us like you're talking to your wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lovely. Yeah, oh, my, that'll my be wife fit. tells me I'm 
You're talking so low, I can't hear you. Right? Yes. You're exactly. mumbling. So maybe maybe she should be on the podcast. Maybe it should just be her and I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me and the wives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would your husband say about qualifying oh. for Boston? There you go. That would be another spin. Uh, yeah. I, I was yeah, from the other podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. we've talked about it with my wife and, and my... Uh, some of the, the trail guys that I've been running with, the uh, ultra runners, they're like, mm-hmm. let's have a Wives of Ultra Runners podcast. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'll buy you the URL right mm-hmm. now. You know, like, that would be amazing. I'll that buy you the URL. I'll come, I'll set up the recorder, and I'll run as fast as I can mm-hmm. away. You know, because yeah. I, I do think that the, especially the hours, I mean, right. when you think about the mileage. That's right. right. Well, the, the non-stop uh, talking about running, mm-hmm. uh, the planning for the next run, uh, the, you know, anytime you go anywhere, okay, what, uh, when, where am I going to be able to run? Exactly. Do I, what clothes do I have? Do we have enough space for the, the, the number of shoes I'm going to need to bring just so that I can run, uh-huh. uh, so that I don't have to be stuck with one pair for three days. Yeah, right. So there's the getting ready for the run. Mm-hmm. There's the running. Yes. And then there's the shower. Then the shower after the run. Oh yes. Right. The, the required, you will shower exactly 10 seconds <laughs> after you walk in the door and no, <laughs> right. no. No, uh, longer than that. Yeah. The, 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 the night, uh, the night before, uh, the event, mm-hmm. um, my wife experienced that's the first time in Boston because mm-hmm. she's never traveled with me before. Okay. Oh my God. The, the, the going, the ritual, mm-hmm. laying stuff out just so exactly. getting it all lined up exactly the way I wanted in the order I was going to use it in mm-hmm. the morning. Right. And, and then the, the the practice, the rehearsal. Okay, do that double check, triple right. check. That it, it drove her nuts. Yeah. And, and see, my wife, she knows. I, at least now, I've gotten a little bit better, so that I know. Okay, I'm take. I, I have bagel and peanut butter. That's my pre-race meal. That and coffee. And so. I, I take my own with me just because I'm cautious in case there's none to be had. I even take my own pasta for my pre-meal anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went to a race. I went actually my first year wine glass two years ago. All of the restaurants were full. And I went to this one place because we were out in Mansfield. And they had no pasta. Uh, yeah, and so I so now I, I take my own. I take my pre-race meal. I take my night before meal if necessary. So I have it yeah. just so that I'm prepared. In addition to all the clothes oh, yeah. and shoes and I, everything I else. went in when I did wine glass the first time seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I I went. They had a special at Wegmans. Bring it, bring your thing, and the, and they had pasta there, and mm-hmm. they would cook it right for you oh, as really? you went in. This year, they just had their pasta bar, which I did. Oh, yeah. um, Boston, mm-hmm. though they they have the pre race dinner. I don't know that I would suffer through the pre race dinner again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'd. Uh, our experience was that we we took the train all the way out to where it was hosted. Mm-hmm. It was an hour wait in the cold wind. Oh my goodness! To get in. Yeah. Um, so that you could get your pasta dinner, mm-hmm. and then you uh, sit at a table outside in the cold. We hated it. Yeah. Uh, my wife and my daughter uh, uh, looked at me and said, "No." I don't blame you. <laughs> no, go out to a nice pasta. I mean, yeah. that's what we did. We went out like 
when I did New York City, mm-hmm. we went out to a nice dinner. Like that was, I, I did everything in my power to try to take her out for a weekend in New York City. Yes. With mm-hmm. the exception of, oh, um, by the way, I'm going to bed at eight o'clock. Tonight. Exactly. Yeah. So, but she went out with her brother uh, who lives in Manhattan. So she went out with, with him after mm-hmm. I went to bed, you okay. know, because yeah. in New York City, you got to get up at four in the morning because you got four uh, hours of travel to sure. get to the start line. Boston's the same. I, yeah. I was up at 430 yeah. uh, so that you could get the taxi to the bus mm-hmm. and then out to uh, the start. Um, so Jeff, you were, you were saying that you do all of these things. Now you bring like your food, you bring, and is this because like you said, the one place had no pasta. Is it because things have gone like horribly wrong for you in the past? Or now is it just, you find, yeah, let's just control all these things. I like to be in control (laughs) as much as I hate to admit it. I like to be in control. I like predictability. And quite frankly, I'm trying to de-stress make the my preparation and so that when I get to the start line I'm trying to have my mind as free as possible and not worried about all of the other things that I should have done or something like that and I, I think just by not being prepared you're, you're a little bit more stressed and it's stressful enough getting ready for a, a marathon so, right yeah. especially when you're trying to hit something like a 320 exactly right like yeah. if you're gonna run a 420 like me you might be able to you know <laughs> Eat some, eat somebody else's pasta. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I, I think if you were going to do a 420, mm-hmm. if you were the person that was doing a 420, you'd be just as stressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to belittle someone that's going slower. If, no, I, right. I, I, I understand what you're yeah. saying, though. It's like uh, every chance you get to find that edge, right? Mm-hmm. Like every little edge. Exactly. Oh, like, yeah. For me, like... Uh, Minutes come off accidentally, or minutes get added on accidentally. Mm-hmm. When you're running 320 and you got to beat the standard by two and a half minutes, right. you can't have an accidentally anything, right? right? Like it's it's how do I do everything mm-hmm. possible? For me, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about okay, I, I want to control what I'm eating because I don't want to get mid race and then I've got stomach issues and all of that. So because I can't afford to stop at a porta potty because I'm trying to beat the clock. Yeah. So uh, it's all about trying to be in control so I know what I'm eating. And then the other thing, nothing new. Yeah. Always going with something that I know works. Yeah. So again, level of predictability. So what's your brand of pasta? Well, my brand of pasta, <laughs> truth be known, is usually Wegmans <laughs> brand. The, Wegman, the Wegmans Classics brand? Yes, the, the Italian yeah. Classics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now you go with a, you go with a straight spaghetti, or you get like a fettuccine. Well, no, I'm usually uh, I'll, I'll go with the uh, thin spaghetti, and then I like grandma's pomodoro sauce. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a nice. That's a nice blend. You know, it's it one is of my, one of my kids' favorites. So uh, <laughs> I, I I can get you to pack uh, two servings for uh, Boston. Yeah, you, I can, I can you and I will uh, sit uh, in in the room together, and we can send the, the families out to have dinner. Uh, That's right. A nice dinner out. Stress oh, free pasta. Yeah, yep. I wouldn't bring bread. You have your four dollar pasta dinner, and they're That's out right. in a nice restaurant. Oh, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. I know, I know for me, I'll I'll send the the wife and uh, my daughters out Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll just send them out of the hotel. Let them go do whatever they want. Walk, go visit, shop, anything that they so desire. Uh, because Sunday's the day that it's the day before the race. I want to be calm. I don't want to walk too far. And I want to rehearse how things are going to go. 
and and it keeps it stress free. Yeah, exactly. And and that way um, we can have a we can have a really nice dinner uh, to celebrate the race I'm the Monday. day after. I'm Monday. Exactly. And, and we did, we did last time. We went to uh, Legal Seafood. Uh, we made reservations well in advance, and and we made it on time. And we we had a fantastic dinner. Nice. And it was. Wonderful. So, so one of the things is we we've we sort of started in present day, but mm-hmm. when was this obsession with control? When did this start for you, Mister <laughs> Mister Pope? <laughs> okay, I'm a control freak. No. Uh, now, how long you been? How long have you been sort of working towards? I know when we met yeah. a couple of years ago, you were like, "Oh, I'm new. I got these. I got mm-hmm. these fresh legs." Exactly. So how did that? How did that sort of get started for you? Well, for me, you know, I, I didn't really start running seriously until about 2013. Uh, you guys know I moved from Illinois. I came here in 2011, and a story I, I tell you is I back in 2010 I was running. Uh, tr- I was a treadmill runner. I'd run maybe two miles on a treadmill or something like that, and I get this crazy idea you know what, I want to do a bucket list thing and I want to try a marathon. So in 2010, I tried a marathon with very little training and uh, I ended up scratching uh, when I was about 14 miles in. Never finished the race. Uh, And I never tried to run another one since. Uh, But then I got here in 2013, started running with some guys at work and they were training for Cleveland Rock and Roll Half. And so I started running with them. I ended up running Rochester Half and then... I developed more of a passion for it. And I guess to answer the question, that's probably when it started. Uh, I started doing half marathons and it just caught on with me. And uh, then, you know, uh, 2014 was my first real full marathon that I completed was wine glass. And and after that, then it was, okay, I feel like I can beat that, (laughs) you know, so. Yeah. And then running with guys like you, you know, the two of you, it, it, kind of inspired me and made me say hey I can do this as well the, yeah. the power of the group is fantastic yeah it is, it is. It, it's it, it helps a lot uh, things changed when I started running with the group mm-hmm. you do you uh, even on a bad day you still complete the miles and you that's do right. them at the at the required pace that's right it, it's it's fantastic yeah. even even the 6 a.m. speed workouts in the rain at you Cobbs Hill right yes right. those yes. are the most to me those are the most important ones you know mm-hmm. you might not get the best physical workout but right. you get the mental workout mentally is right mental is i i cannot uh, emphasize enough how important the mental aspects of this sport are yeah it's yeah uh, we'll, we'll talk about your pasta lockdown in a few minutes right <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but, but it's, it's very true right that idea of that preparation and everything there's sure. there's a very calming mm-hmm. influence to getting all that stuff ready exactly there's those pictures of people taking taking uh, pictures of their outfit all laid out in their bed and mm-hmm. you know that's that's kind of neat and all but mm-hmm. there's a there's a real psychology going on under there too right there, there definitely is a psychology and I, I know uh, probably not unlike you guys but whenever I'm preparing for a race I'm going through all of the race in my mind as well I'm thinking about okay especially now uh, when I'm doing preparing for a marathon I'm thinking how am I gonna run this race what's my pace am I gonna start off fast am I gonna go at a steady pace what am I going to do and you know so in addition to all the other stuff like laying out my clothes and everything it's just you're going through a lot of iterations in your mind, I think. And uh, it's it's kind of funny because 
I never thought I was that anal, but I, I guess I am. <laughs> it's well, and, but it's proven effective. I mean, you're running Boston Marathon this exactly. year, so it's obviously working out for you. It really is, and uh, I'm happy. And I, I again, I think a, a big part of that, Chris, is running with some folks who inspire me, and you know, and it's enjoyable, and it's something that I really enjoy doing. And so, being around people who've challenged me and if kind of push me and try to hang with them uh, it's made me a little bit better at it and so I, I'm grateful mm-hmm. that's fun yeah and so Jeff what about you you got you got fresh legs you're putting about 2,000 miles a year on those things <laughs> yeah. right I've been I've been averaging well over 2,000 for the last five years mm. so, so there you go yeah. and when was the first time that you qualified for Boston uh, 2013 I qualified uh, a month and a half after the bombings. Wow. I did not go into it with the expectation to qualify, uh, but when I crossed the finish line uh, in in Buffalo, it was fantastic. I knew immediately that I had, and I knew where I was going. Oh yeah! Because uh, as soon as I crossed, I said, "I I have to go." Yeah. It, it wasn't even a, a, a second question. It was, mm-hmm. "I will be going." Because uh, I need to go uh, in support of the those uh, that were uh, victims of the bombings. Yeah, that's great. Wow. Yeah. How did it? How did it? How did that number, that qualifying number, get in your head if you weren't thinking about qualifying? How did you know the time? Um, I knew. I knew uh, that three fifteen was good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had no intention of that's what I was going to run. I, I happened to meet up with someone uh, race morning. We hit it off and we ran uh, 15 miles together at a pace that would have put me on par for a 305. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm saying I, I, I was on a 305 pace. I did for, that. It was called a 5K. <laughs> <laughs> that would be mine as well. Yeah. And, and it was, I, I know that the, the advice is never, ever bank time um i got lucky uh the time got banked um because i did slow down a little bit but i once i separated from the person i met at the start he uh, he pulled up with a, a cramp i was able to carry myself forward for another uh five six miles before i had to uh slow down for uh, a stretch and walk um but when i crossed I knew that I had qualified, and uh, I I couldn't wait to get back and see my wife. Yeah. I, I went back to the hotel, showered, and was in the car, and uh, it was a it was a quick uh, hour and ten minute drive to go see her. Wow! Fantastic. Hey, we're yeah. going to Boston. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and the only concern she had because of her job was scheduling of um, twenty fourteen. Unfortunately. Easter and and Patriots Day coincided. Mm, okay. Um, she works in a floral shop, and Easter is one of the biggest uh, days of the year for flowers. Um, she did she did everything she could to make certain she got off, uh, so that we could uh, go to Boston together. Fantastic. And I, quite honestly, I I didn't even know. I I registered for the event. Mm-hmm. I booked a hotel. I didn't know that she was going with me mm-hmm. until uh, three months before. 
Really? When she said, uh, by the way, um, you booked a big enough room, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's exciting. I would, you know, this time around uh, was a struggle. Yeah. Um, I... I, I had I was much more aware of uh, of what the time was I needed, mm-hmm. and I spent all of 2014 desperately trying to requalify because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I didn't have the race I wanted in Boston, right. and came close in Buffalo. Uh, I finally made it in uh, Philly. Yeah, um, and then sweated it during registration week. Oh, okay. Because I was uh, I was uh, four minutes and change in the uh, qualifying window, so I sweated while they uh, uh, finally announced the cutoff exactly. time, yeah. and and hoped that I uh, was able to make it. For me, I you know uh, when I qualified running wine glass uh, twenty fourteen, I was I was disappointed because when I crossed, I thought I hadn't qualified. <laughs> And I found out, well, my birthday came, and so I was moving into another year, and so I was, I was qualified by, by that. But when I crossed the finish line, because I had gotten cramps the last few miles and, again, had to stop and stretch a little bit, and, and I struggled, but I made it across the, the line, and I thought, uh, all the prep, and I was so close, and I was disappointed. Yeah. And then, Chris, you're the one who told me, you actually qualified. Then I said, oh, wow, I did. <laughs> I remember you were so crestfallen. And I, yeah. was, like, I was like, wait a minute. No, t- t- yeah. That yeah. was pretty cool. The power of Facebook. See exactly. That? Oh, yeah. Because exactly. you would have found out anyway, right? Yeah, I, I would have. But then uh, after running 2015 Wine Glass, that one, like you, Jeff, I knew that was, that was locked in because I, I'd actually beat my time by a, a good margin so i was oh, yeah. i was very well prepared for that one i and i crossed knowing okay i'm qualified again so it was good yeah. and my wife was there beaming right <laughs> it's you know um and uh, it's funny because you you are you're talking about your wife beaming and uh i've seen her um she's got the uh She's got the famous Democrat and Chronicle picture yes. of her hanging over the gate, <laughs> looking so concerned, like, just, where is he? Is he coming? Exactly. Yeah. She's thinking, he should have been finished by now. <laughs> when he gets here, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> but yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's been my, my big support and inspiration because... Uh, she runs around, I know, going to these marathons. She's there at them with me and going around uh, to all of these different stops uh, to try to cheer me on, make sure I'm, I'm, I I know she's there and she's waving and all of that. And mm-hmm. I, I was telling them in the race, I said, I've got my personal cheerleader who's out oh. here on the course. And I mean, she was all over the course. And so... Uh, <laughs> I, I, well, we were together in wine glass because Jeff and I started together. I saw her three times before we separated by mile eight. By mile eight? <laughs> three times. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. And, and all I heard was Jeff, so that, that was enough. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what's easy. I right? couldn't tell who she was cheering. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the new marathon course this year, mm-hmm. um, I got, you know, I saw you guys at the end, and, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, like, 
um, with the old course, you just keep moving down the canal, right? right? You just go for, and I was like, I wonder what it's like for a spectator at this new one because mm -hmm. you got to kind of drive around. And there, there were neighborhoods that were cool, right? But then there were parts where you're kind of remote, right? Mm -hmm. And you couldn't exactly a spectator couldn't get to each piece, right? right? Yeah. So I was, I was sort of thinking for for um, people like her that travel the whole route, it, mm -hmm. it might have been a little bit difficult. But you weren't running this one this year. Exactly. So. I, I didn't run this one, but I, I loved the end of it, though, uh, because you could see the runners coming across mm -hmm. and uh, just coming up toward the finish line. So uh, The pedestrian the, bridge. Yeah, the right? pedestrian yeah. bridge, watching them come through there, and so that part was good. Mm -hmm. But no, this year I, I didn't run it for the first time in the uh, the last couple of years. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, I didn't run it either, and I, I went down to the 5K point, so I went down to the big climb. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> What are your thoughts on that big climb? The story oh, there was. Uh, since I've been struggling all uh, since the spring with a hip injury, uh, that climb is the only one where I had to stall yeah. in the half marathon. It's the first time in in eight years that I've had to walk at all, and that and I got a third of the way up and said, "Ooh." I'm I'm done. Yeah, and I walked to the top and then finished. Right, because then it's a little bit of a downhill. Right? Yeah, it's like a slight grade down until yeah. you get to the pedestrian bridge, and then you gotta cross over that. And and all all I had was the I remember doing a couple of the preview runs. They had a, a one up Thomas Ave, I think it is, out in Rondequoit. Um People then were complaining about the hill on Thomas and how how tough it was. That was nothing. No. Thomas, Thomas is maybe long. Mm -hmm. um, th that, this uh, at the finish over the rg &E Dam and up to uh, St. Paul, that was short and steep. Right. Wow. And it, it was brutal. It, and, it, uh, I, I was on my bike trying to tour the course on my bike. <clears> and, uh, yeah, I walked my bike up that hill. Mm. You know, there, was, there was no way I was riding, pedaling up that. I'm, yeah. I'm no uh, triathlete. I'm, so uh, this year now, you, you both have Boston in your sights, right? And um, are you thinking about running Boston as like a ticker tape parade kind of celebrate? Or are you going to go try to leave some, uh, leave some tracks in Boston? You know, I'm still on the fence on, on that one, Chris. I, I'm thinking about it, and I, like I said, I'm starting to think about how am I going to run that race? Am I going to race it? Am I going to use it as the celebratory run? Because, well, you know, I made it to Boston. Uh, but I know myself. I'll get there, <laughs> and even if I say, you know what, I'm going to do this as a celebratory run, I'm going to probably race it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I know, you, I know your personality. <laughs> You're just like me. I, I, you know, you always see the pictures of people um, running, and especially in the the Wellesley College area, right around the midpoint, mm -hmm. you, people stop, they take pictures, uh, etc. With the the wonderful uh, ladies that are there for mm -hmm. a half a mile or more. Um, that was not me. It will not be me again this time. <laughs> you got a place uh, to be, huh? Yeah, I I want to be at the finish line, and and I'm I'm there. Uh, unlike Jeff, I'm there for redemption. Ah, I, okay. I didn't have uh, the showing I wanted the first time uh, a year and a half ago. Um, I want I want to requalify. Yeah. So my, my goal is to run three twenty five or better. 
Awesome. And that's that's the focus. So you're going to qualify for Boston at Boston? Yes. That's what that's, I want. That's a rare breed that, that does that, I'm pretty sure. Um, maybe. That's my goal. Wow. It's a, it's a tough course to do it on. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it, uh, it, you have to manage it very well. The, the, the first four miles are downhill. They, uh, they suck you in. And you can uh, overrun your your race uh, in four miles and and be spent mm. if you're not careful. Because um, the the 16 miles out, there are those uh, little hills calling your name. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I understand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now, Jeff, do you have much? Have you run out in Boston, or have you been to Boston at all? And I've been to Boston, but I've never run the course. Never really. Uh, seen the course I've glanced at elevation maps and you know everyone hears about heartbreak hill and all of that and so I, I I'll have to really study to yeah. think about how I, how I, I do it there's rolling hills on the way right it's the mm-hmm. Newton Hills that the Newton Hills the the course after you get past mile four it's a very gentle rolling downhill for 12 miles you get to mile 16 and there's this little dip and i remember seeing it on the elevation map it gets no no call at all in the in the newton hills because it's at the beginning and you go down and then you immediately give it all back and more as you as you enter the newton hills And, and that's where you that's when you know that things have changed right and and the heartbreak it, it's it's not the worst of the bunch. It's just the last. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, I think from from my perspective, from the from the stuff I've been running and you know climbing this year, mm-hmm. Heartbreak Hill to me seems like yeah, it's a little it's a pebble. Yeah. But I'm also not doing these things at seven thirty a mile. Oh you know, I think I think that's where the difference is. It's a heartbreak because it drops you from seven thirty to say maybe eight thirty. Right. Oh maybe yeah. Nine minute right. right. So. That's why it's sort of like, oh, I was going to hit this time, mm-hmm. and now I'm nowhere near that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the, 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 the thing that's hard is that you get to the top, and you know that it's a downhill to the finish, mm-hmm. uh, but it's steep for the next two and a half miles. And those, those quads that were, were resting <laughs> for, for a long way all of a sudden have to wake up and do work, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's tough. Huh. Uh, a lot of people, uh, uh, myself included, the, the quads got trashed in those last four miles because sure. it's, it's steep for a couple of them and then it evens out, but it, it, it hurts yeah. and it hurts a lot. <laughs> so you say you're, you're there for uh, vindication. What was your first Boston time? Uh, 345. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I keep it in perspective that 345, well, I feel that it was slow for me is still a very respectable marathon for a lot of people that run. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I, I oh. thought I could do better. Yeah, this is the fast episode of the podcast, so it's okay. It's okay <laughs> yeah. to say you're disappointed when it's 345. It's all right. Because, I mean, I think what, what as I think, to me, comparison, comparing yourself to another runner is, there's, there's not a lot of fruit 
there, right? But comparing yourself to yourself right. is, is really what makes you a better runner. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I better than what I want to be, right. you know? And so saying I don't want to be a 345-er is, is perfectly reasonable for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to be a regular 345-er, you know? Mm-hmm. But, that's, but that's me. And I decided to go farther instead of faster. Mm-hmm. I, I made that choice, but, you know. Um, so what about you, Jeff? Like, are you, you don't think you have a time goal there, right? Not, but not yet. Do you have a, do you have a, like, do you have the sense of, I, I want to enjoy it? Or will enjoyment I, come based on Enjoyment finish? will come based on finish. Uh, honestly, I want to qualify for Boston again at Boston. <laughs> well, there it is. You know, I, 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 you I, two I should run together. You know, we may. <laughs> we may. And we'll I'm going to pick his the same corral. That's right. <laughs> Uh, but but the reality is I yeah I'd like to qualify again at Boston, and for me it's going to be okay. How do I assimilate what I'm going to experience there? Uh, how do I prepare so that even though I've never run it, it won't be a shock to my my body as I'm going through the actual race. And so uh, really I'd like to I, I'd like to be able to run it and qualify again. And even if I don't run it again, I'd like to have that magic BQ to say I did it. <laughs> yeah. I, is Boston a double Boston qualifier? Like, is you does it qualify you for two years? No. no one just the just next one. year. Yeah, just the next year. So what you could do is you could run Monroe Ave mm-hmm. down Culver, and you can simulate the Newton Hills through Menden. Yes. Right? So up and down, up and down right. Menden will That's be right. the Newton Hills. Mm-hmm. You could do that. And then and then come wrap around the back and run back through Pittsford. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we could find a nice 26-mile route for you with some hills in it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, and yes. I'll find some, I'm sure. So yes. when what's the um, what's the winter look like? Is Are you going to train through the winter? Are you going to do strength? Are you going to relax? Yeah. What? Before you kick it up for, because you're not going to do a six-month training window, right? You're no, like, I, I'm not. What I'm trying to do now, and Jeff, uh, I think, is probably doing the same, but I'm trying to keep my base miles up uh, fairly constant right now, and uh, I need to integrate strength training in because this is the off-season, really. Uh, and then about January, I'll really start dialing it up and, and turn my, my attention and my training toward real preparation and that'll be challenging because in a Rochester winter you know you don't know what to expect and if it's anything like the last couple of years with the snowfall that we've had and you know trying to run through snow and ice is not the best training condition Mm -hmm. so I'll I'll have to try to overcome that yeah yeah Jeff yeah I agree with Jeff that I've probably for myself I've probably got another two three weeks of uh, base building with yeah. a, and then a switch to uh, adding a lot of focused speed work. I, I need to get that speed back. Yeah. And and then uh, late December, uh, it's all about uh, training for Boston. Yeah. With uh, Yeah, I think it's really important to do that speed work. I mean, because you can, in a way, you can do speed work on a treadmill, you know, so that's something, mm-hmm. right? Left yeah. Side and, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people... They, they sort of hibernate for the winter mm-hmm. or maybe they take recovery time. Right. And yeah. speed work can be recovery time. Mm-hmm. It's, it can't be for me. I don't know. For, for some reason, speed work beats me up. But I think when you do like a half-hour session right. of just you know speed work intervals, I think you can be fairly recovered fairly mm-hmm. quickly, right? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and for me, one of the things, I, 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 you know, I run with GBH as well. 
Yeah, yeah, you just started. I want to ask you about that. Yeah. You decided to get real serious all of a sudden. Well, I, I, they're fast as heck, Chris. I have to tell you. <laughs> and when I joined GBH, it was so humbling because I'm one of the slower ones among them. Uh, but uh, one of the things they, they're focusing on now, because they, they do a lot of speed work as well. And so for me, uh, that's really helped me. And... Uh, Quite frankly, as I was going through my marathon training, I was more focused on uh, my my tempo pace and my threshold pace and things like that, and my marathon pace. But now that I'm out in the off season, I'm starting to start doing more speed work now and uh, things like that. And actually, I enjoy it because it breaks it up a little bit more. And like Jeff said, it gives me a chance to try to get some speed back. And since I hadn't focused on it in the last uh, several months, now. I'm almost anxious to run a 5K, see what I can do. <laughs> so are you gonna, you're going to run a 5K this winter, right? Yes, I am. Actually, a week and a half, I'm going to run four miles because I'll do the uh, Webster Turkey Trot. So nice. we'll see how that goes. And then I'm going to be running a couple of 5Ks, uh, you know, holiday runs and things like that that I'll, I'll be a part of. So, so you're going to PR a 5K on your way to I am hoping so. That's the, that's <laughs> the good. And then you're gonna, are you going to have races on your way up to Boston? Actually, I am. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to do uh, the Syracuse half, but that one I'm probably not going to race because uh, off subject a little bit, my wife, this will be her first half marathon, and I had promised her that when she did her first half, I would run it with her at her pace. And so even though that's two weeks out, I'm going to keep my word. I'm going to run it with her, and it'll be a, a good training run for me, but uh, that'll be the big race before mm -hmm. I, I do that. I've got another half in January. I'll race that, uh, and that's down in Florida, but that'll be a good race for me to, mm -hmm. as I prepare. A January race in Florida. Man. Yeah. Well, it must be nice. Well, you know, there's well, a there's a, a half marathon in January up here. You know? Yeah. Yes, it Which it I'll is. be doing instead. <laughs> I thought about that. Winter Warrior. <laughs> and last year, I think they had frozen eyelids and frozen water bottles. And no, I, yeah, no, we, no, were, no. we were a little... The one half was warm when the wind was at your back. That half yes. was warm. The other half when you were running into the wind was a little bit of a freezer. Now, yeah. Jeff, if you, had, if you had run, you would have been with me and we would have finished early. Yes. You would not have been frozen. That's yeah. right. We would have finished early. Yeah, you would have finished before the sun went down. That was a, that yes. was a critical element, finishing yeah. before the sun went down. Yeah. It was. Uh, the, the sun going down changed the temperature dramatically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that, So that's cool. So you'll have a couple of races just right. kind of setting you up mm -hmm. to, to get there. Man, down in Florida. Yeah. I, I got, uh, you know... I was just envying your marathon time. Now, now you're going to Florida in January. Yeah, so that'll that'll be a fun race, though. Yeah. Uh, I'll go down with some work colleagues, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll run that, and mm -hmm. then I'll I'll really feel like okay, now it's time to button it down. So with with GVH, are you going to have a GVH like training plan? Is Coach Reef going to? give you the training plan for Boston? I'm, I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm sure he will because uh, there are several that uh, GVH runners who 
uh, are, are qualified for Boston, and so I'm sure he'll have something special for us <laughs> to get us ready for that. But uh, you know, Mike is a great guy, and he's a, he's a wonderful coach, and so uh, I look forward so, to it. So let him let him know my idea of running simulating Newton Hills through Mendon. I don't know that I want to make that suggestion <laughs> to him, Chris. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll call him up. Yeah. I, we'll make the suggestion for you. I think it's a good idea. I mean, yes. no, it is a great idea. Nice yes. hills down there. They really are. And I, I love Mendon just because of the hills. Yeah. Uh, and running. The spring forward. You mm-hmm. could do the spring forward run. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it's only, that's only 12 miles, though, I think. Right. so. Yeah. We might have to... We have to tack on a few more. Eight, eight or 12? I forget. Yeah. But yeah, but anyways, you start at Monroe Ave and just mm-hmm. run your way down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would do it. As long as I can get Jeff to run it with me, it'll be fine. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, you said you're going to do some speed work. Are you going to have races kind of working up as um, well? I don't have any... I'm, I'm always gun shy about short races. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I'll, I'll do the, uh, the Winter Wire in January. I'll stay here in Rochester to run, <laughs> and and then I, I looked at the race that Jeff is uh, going to do in uh, Syracuse. I'm going to do that as well because it's it's a perfect time. It's two weeks out, and it'll give me that last tune-up check before Boston. Mm-hmm. And and I'll unlike Jeff for for different reasons, I'll actually go into it with the intent of racing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like definitely. I like that idea of racing a half marathon two weeks out because it it sets the expectation you know you know what you're capable of, and you're still in the taper zone. Mm-hmm. So you can now will you run that at your half marathon pace, or will you run that kind of simulating the first half of Boston? <laughs> I already know the answer to this. I don't even know. I, I will tell you how I've done it every other time. Yeah, I'll run it at the at the half marathon pace. Yeah. I I've, I did that this year going into Pittsburgh. I ran uh, um, Flower City. I I started. I had it in my head. Run marathon pace. That lasted all of about uh, uh, a quarter of a mile. See all these fast kids running by you. Yeah. You just gotta catch them. Right? Exactly. And, and and that's where uh, I do remember uh, 2014 doing uh, the Spring Forward race. I. I ran the course once as a warm-up, and then when I was uh, starting the race, I intentionally started as slow and let everyone go because I needed to have that experience of not chasing and trying to be out front mm-hmm. going into Boston. Mm-hmm. And it that, the spring forward is a, was a couple of weeks before Boston, mm-hmm. and I needed to, to keep my focus on don't run like a bat out of hell at the start. Mm-hmm. Let set your pace, run your pace, mm-hmm. and be that, and that's your focus and nothing else. What did your buddy Kevin think about your approach to that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin was gone. Yeah. Um, I, Kevin and I are at, on different points at this uh, at this training <laughs> cycle. He's he's another uh, new recruit to GVH, and he, it has done uh-huh. it's done wonders for him. He is he's improved his uh, time significantly. Um, he's he's where uh, I might have been if I had uh, uh, not had a setback because mm-hmm. um, he's he's sub one thirty now in the in the half marathon time. Fast folks, Kevin fast folks. Yeah, yeah. He's but we run the long runs. Um, you know, I, I still have to pull him back now and then. Uh, we we say that we're going to run eight thirties. We run something else. 
Yeah, sevens. Um, Sevens. Um, we, I've been on those long runs. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me. <laughs> well, it, it, it's interesting because yesterday, uh, yesterday was the first time in a long time where I've run one of those Saturday runs, and I didn't have to. I never said once check your speed to bring them back to eight thirties. We ran close to eight minute miles the whole way, and it and it was so fantastic. But it was just the two of us. And it's perfect weather. It was perfect the, weather for running that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a beautiful day to run that kind of speed, um, even with the headwind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the uh, what we didn't get is we didn't uh, we didn't talk about your pasta preference. What's your uh, what's your pasta lockdown? Well, see, I, I'm I'm not quite as locked in as Jeff. Uh, oh. I do have those type A tendencies, <laughs> and and I my my wife would tell you that. I have to have dinner by a certain time pre-rice oh, night. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's got to be specifically at a certain time, no later than 6, 6.30. Um, when we went to Philadelphia, to where I qualified for Boston, um, we had a very bad experience. Pre-rice night, we get back to the hotel. Oh. I, I'm figuring no big deal. We, we got back late. So we're at seven o'clock. It's already late for me, mm-hmm. um, and the service was horrible. I, I didn't actually eat until eight o'clock, and I and I I told the waiter. I told him, I said, "You've ruined my race. You you've thrown me off. You've disturbed my whole race karma." <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned around and ran a, a, a three twenty five and change. And <laughs> oh my! And you went back and you tipped the waiter. That's right. Bit. No, I, I, I <laughs> well, there were there were other experiences about the the hotel that uh, yeah. were bad, but it. It, it apparently disturbing my pre-race karma was okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, that, and some people will say that, right? Mm-hmm. Just let let go and see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. Right? And so, if if all of that pre-race control de-stresses you, that's cool. But if it stresses you out because you lose that control, right. then you know it's like a trade. Oh, I'm freaked out because I only got three pins for my bib. I need mm-hmm. the fourth pin for my bib right, right now. <laughs> You know, like that kind of stuff could set you the other way, right? Who would ever travel without spares? <laughs> <laughs> How did oh. I know you would say something like that? Oh, my That's why I, I went to um, uh, a, a nice little product called Race Dots, little mm-hmm. magnetic uh, yeah. buttons for your, your, rate, your bib. I've used them uh, twice now. I won't go with the pins anymore. Yeah. The, the Race Dots are fantastic because... I don't know about uh, either you or Jeff. Mm-hmm. Getting that bib on so that it's perfectly square, it's yeah. situated. It, it's with pins. It's a it's a pain. Yeah, the really dots is. you can get it on and then shuffle it around a little. Yeah. With uh, with dirt cheap this weekend, I went with the race belt, and, ah. and my thought with the belt was. I got to put this on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I got to put it on Saturday morning. Then I got to put it on Sunday morning. So I'll just put it on once and put it on the belt. You mm-hmm. know. I, um, the beauty of it was on uh, this morning, Sunday, I went to go to the start line and um, I got all the way to the start line and I'm like, oh, I don't have my bib on, mm-hmm. right? And so if I would have had to pin that thing on, oh, yeah. right? Like as I'm frantically trying to get to, so I ran back to the car, I got it and I'm like, oh, it's on a belt strap. I'm done. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, I was so happy. 
And I, I really don't like having to put holes through my winter stuff. Right. So like running snow cheap, you know, putting it through my smart wool vest was really annoying. Yeah. You know? That's why I went to the to the uh, smart dots because I yeah. I had that experience uh, last winter at Winter Warrior. Yeah. I I had ju- my wife got me a brand new um, Brooks uh, wind shell mm-hmm. that I, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could not bring myself to put a pin through it. Yeah. So I had I, I put another shirt over the top. It looked dorky as all hell, <laughs> but it was but the only way that I could wear the bib because yeah. I, I didn't have the race belt. I, yeah. so I, I wish I would have thought about that. Instead, I put four holes through my Nysaucony shell, and that's when I realized like I don't like doing this. So yeah. I, the race belt is good. Um, and I and I think you know um, the dots are interesting because I have those. Um, I think they're neodymium neodymium yes. magnets. Mm-hmm. Right. I have those like in my house in my workshop for pinball mm-hmm. games and stuff. So okay. I have mm-hmm. them. I wonder if I just I'll have some unbranded race dots. Yeah, you know? just try them. Put my put my own logo on them, perhaps. Exactly. You know? Well, I've thought about using them myself because, like you guys, I I hate putting pins through my gear, mm-hmm. and but. I wouldn't try the race dots until I knew somebody who would use them in in a race. And so, uh, yeah, I'll how do you rub- do nothing new on race day, right? Yeah. So you got to wear a bib for a, oh, a training run. I did, and I, I used them in the I used them in the uh, the Rochester half in the fall okay. as a, as a test race. Oh, I thought you did. A, I thought you just put a bib on and went for a run. Right. Like around no, that was no. I wouldn't be. The, <laughs> my my type A tendencies don't uh, uh, don't stop, go that far. They stop right on the yes. border of that. Huh? Yes. People in my neighborhood already think I'm weird enough. <laughs> you know, why why would anyone get out on a Saturday or Sunday morning and go run? Well, exactly. uh, well, especially at right. five o'clock in the morning. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I've had my neighbors uh, tell me, you know, you look like a coal miner out there with the uh, <laughs> the headlamp and all of that. Yeah. Uh, I, but but you know what? I mean, what else? What else would you be doing at Sunday morning, five a.m. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Sleeping. That's right. You know, why would you do that? Why would? Why, yeah. Why? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, qualify by Boston. Qualify for Boston. Sleeping. That's right. You know? No. That's right. No. So that's cool. Um, you got anything else? Anything else you want to chat about? No, actually, uh, you know, that, that's it for me. I, I will say, though, that I, I've been fortunate, like I said, since I moved to Rochester and got into this wonderful running community to meet some really awesome people. Uh, everyone is just so darn friendly and welcoming. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate here to have uh, great race support with uh Yellow Jacket Racing and, and what Fleet brings to the community and all of these others and just the community, the running community itself and uh, it's just fantastic and I have just fallen in love with the sport and for someone who was a novice runner, someone who didn't, I, I ran recreationally like I said on a treadmill and that was about the extent of it to really get entrenched in, in the running community here. It's been fantastic, and it's all. I've also met some really, like I said, wonderful people and good friends now. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I would echo what Jeff said that the community, once I, once I uh, branched out to uh, join uh, uh, some training programs here, 
um, the community of runners. And it doesn't matter what the ability is. Everybody is uh, welcoming, friendly. Um, it, being one of the faster guys at times, uh, you know, it's a, it's amazing that they all know who you are mm-hmm. right. and, and are supportive. Even when you think you're being uh, um, the, the, the jerk mm-hmm. or uh, because you're, you're doing something that they're not, mm-hmm. um, they're amazingly supportive of everyone. Yeah, and it's you know it's thanks to that HFM right that mm-hmm. we all met. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, I think a really special bond is formed at six a.m. on Tuesday morning oh, when it yeah. rained at yeah. Like exactly. I think that's a big deal, you know. So oh yeah. Well, and the thing I'll say, Chris, is is through that program, I met some really great people, and I was telling my wife Crystal not too long ago, you know, what amazes me is as we hit marathon season, I'm doing my thing, running in a race. But then people are running in races all over the country, whether it's New York, like you were running mm-hmm. last year, running in Chicago, running in Philly, mm-hmm. running in D.C., you know, for Marine Corps, some of the largest races in the country, Boston and all of these. There are people that's going everywhere, running in all kinds of races. And now I'm just as excited following them in their races as when I'm out there running myself. And uh, I had some great friends who were running in New York. And I had the app and I was tracking them. I was cheering as they went across the finish line. And, 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 And the cool thing about it, it doesn't matter what pace they run. No, not at all. You know, it's just that we were all part of the same program or we're part of the same running community oh yeah it's very cool it's it's what you said though earlier on that that we're all we all pay attention what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. but not because we're measuring one ourselves against each other it's because we're interested to support uh the accomplishments because at the end of the day we're not at that point where we can measure ourselves against yeah. each other. We have right. to measure ourselves against ourselves that's alone. Right. Yep, I think and that's exactly right. So, uh, Hillary Pizza, Cops. You betcha. <laughs> Bring it on. Yep, so there you have it. Jeff and Jeff, Boston Bound. Um, I think maybe in the spring we'll uh, we'll follow up with those guys and see how they went. It seems like um, maybe they'll have some Boston qualifiers to talk about, or at least a good pasta dish to to share with us. Right? That's that's a thing. And uh, and now it's that time of year when when we're all reminded in Rochester just how much we do have, and how much we can share. Um, we have a lot to be thankful for here in Rochester, just even starting with this amazing running community, but um, all the people and all the fortunate circumstances that we do have. And so some runners wanted to uh, share a little bit about what they're thankful for. So here you go. I'm Laura Ruckers, and I'm thankful for the trail community, and the group of runners that I trained all year with, starting with you know, Mike Weldon being my coach. Met Chris O'Brien for the first time at WTF and didn't know that we'd be training the whole year together. Met Matt, actually, last year was the first one, and he trained all year with me, and that really 
got the ball rolling and met all the Charles Rock crew and started running with them. I'm thankful for Medved and all the group runs that we've done. And then this year, uh, our little group of people have turned into a family. And Jeff Green joined the crew. And he really, really inspired me and kept me company through a lot of the toughest races I've done. And yeah, just just my running friends being family. <laughs> okay, hi, my name is Jerry, and I'm thankful for the Trails Rock group. They're a welcoming group, and it's been great since I started joining them and coming to other events. They're awesome people. Hi, my name is Amy Lopata. And I'm grateful for an amazing year on the trails um, with the support of the Trails Rock community and my husband, Dan. I was able to complete my first ultra in April and my first 50 miler in September. So it was pretty awesome. And the community around us is great. And that's made all of it, even when we don't have our best days, turn out to be great days anyway. So that's what I'm thankful for. I am thankful for the... I'm, <laughs> I'm Michael Vallone. I am thankful for being a part of this community, which is uh, one of the most solid communities I've seen. And just to be a part of it and be around uh, all these amazing people and be a bigger part of Trails Rock, which I'm thankful for every day. I'm Robin, and I'm 51. And when I turned 50, I panicked because there's a big, long list of things I've never done. I've never jumped out of an airplane. I've never gone to Italy. All these things I wanted to do. So I said to my husband, oh, my God, there's a lot of things I have to do. And he's 55. And he said, well, I had those same thoughts when I was 50. And then I decided, you know what, rather than going out and doing all these new things, I really just want to make sure I can keep doing what I love to do. And he loves to ski. So he just wants to ski as much as possible while he still can. So I decided maybe I don't need to jump out of a plane or go to Italy right now, but I love trail running, and I want to just keep doing it as much as I can while I can. And so far, so good. I'm grateful that I can still do it, and so that's what I'm thankful for, that I can still do it. For as long as I can, I'll keep doing it. Thanks. Hello, my name is Jeff Polino, and I'm thankful for my wife especially for introducing me to the sport of running, but also the... Uh, the friends and the community that I've made uh, through running and uh, and all the benefits that have come along with it. Uh, I enjoy every race that I go on, uh, but beyond racing, I enjoy uh, just getting out in nature and, and, and being with great people out on a trail. My name is Dylan Jennings. I've been trail running for about just under two years, um, just uh, steadily increasing the distance, and I guess I'm ready to, to uh, try my uh, first 100-miler. But I'm definitely thankful for uh, Trails Rock, um, all the group runs that I can make, um, just the uh, camaraderie and fellowship, uh, people just, everybody, you know, supporting everybody else and just getting me out on the trails. Good people. My name is Jeffrey McBeth, and I am thankful for all these people that are willing to love an introvert like me. Hi, I'm Sean Story, and this year I'm really thankful for uh, my family and their, their support in my stupid hobby of running. And that's, uh, that's my blood family and the, the family of local runners here with Trails Rock. Uh, we've got a great community, and I'm so thankful to have them uh, in and around my life all the time. I'm Morton Ace, and I am most thankful for my family 
two grandchildren and this pretty incredible trail community that uh, I'm surrounded by right now. Uh, it's just a special group of people. And uh, and now me. Um, I'm I'm thankful. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm thankful for the love and support of my family every single day as I come up with crazy new ideas and um, want to try new things or just have a good day or a bad day. You know, the family's always there, um, and that's pretty solid. Um, I'm thankful for the encouragement and the trust that has been uh, shown to me um, throughout the year. In, in running and in life, you know, uh, especially like this crazy podcast where we're six months into this project and each day I'm still receiving words of encouragement and feedback and support. Um, the positivity is, is really overwhelming. So thank you for that. And uh, thanks for being a part of this really cool community. So thanks. And uh, that'll wrap up this week's episode. Thanks again to the Patreon supporters for this month, uh, Jeff Green, Mike Falone, and Matt Bertrand. Um, we also have some new Patreon supporters who signed up, and they'll be on the, on the board starting in December. So that's, that's really exciting. Um, and uh, thanks to Scott McGee for supporting the show with a donation as well. If the sound for today's episode sounds different, it's because all this crazy financial support has enabled me to buy a nice little mixing board. So we, you know, fun with knobs. Hooray. And, and if it uh, doesn't sound any better, it's because I haven't learned how to use the mixing board yet, not because of bad support. Um, so for all those wondering how they can support the show, it's pretty simple. Check out the support the show page at the site at www.runningincideoutpodcast.com. There are all sorts of ideas uh, out there, and it's a little tab right across the top. It says support the show. You could find it pretty easy. Um, and thanks for those iTunes reviews, by the way. I think we're up to like seven of them now, so that's pretty exciting. And one last thing, I guess, as it is that time of uh, buying and giving gifts, uh, the easiest one might be to just remember to click through the Amazon banner uh, on the site before heading out to Amazon to shop, if shopping on Amazon is your thing. Um, they give me uh, free money just for referring you to their site, so everybody wins. It's pretty exciting. Thank you for listening, uh, for sharing with your friends, and uh, thank you for sharing your stories. Now uh, get out there and create some new ones because we have a whole winter of podcasts to record. Um Oh, oh, one last thing. Uh, congratulations to the winner of the uh, Trails Rock Zero Degree WTF Free Entry Contest, Paul Sikorsky. Um, Paul actually was the very last nominee into the contest, and he was nominated by Summer O'Brien. Um, it just goes to show it's, it's never too late to enter the contest. I, when the friends nominated their um, nominee, I asked them to say uh, why they should run the race. And Summer simply said, you know, Paul Sikorsky is ready to run. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I hope she wasn't lying, Paul. Uh, and good luck at WTF. And we look forward to uh, having you on the show to chat about your race afterwards. I sure hope Summer told you about that part of the contest before she nominated you. Um, 
that'll be fun. And we'll chat. It'll, we'll, it'll be good times. Um, Eric from Trails Rock will be in contact to uh, hook you up with your registration info. And thanks again to Trails Rock for sponsoring this fun little contest. Um, they've been giving away race entries. Uh, that's two of them so far, Ready, Set, Glow and WTF. Stay tuned for the uh, Mess the Dress free entry. I, I will definitely find an interesting uh, entry method for that contest. So, as always, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.